the way I see my job is um, how can I add something to this, you know? How you define your role will really uh, define the joy or not joy you find in that position. And for me, I've defined this role of if there's an opportunity to add something, I'm going to put my hand up and add it. That's a very wise way of looking at things that will keep anybody in any business employed for a very long period of time, I think. Hi, and welcome to Prodcast. Thank you so much for listening. If this is the first time you've found it, my name is Dom Evans. I'm head of production at Fox FM in Melbourne. And in this podcast, I'm talking to audio producers from all around the world about how they craft the sound of radio stations. My guest today is Darcy Milne, who actually works on show production, specifically for Kate, Tim and Marty, which is a massive drive show here in Australia on the Nova Network. Now, Darcy tells me this goes out to 1.5 million people every week. I've not fact-checked it. I'm just going to take him. I'm just going to take him on his word. The fact is, radio shows play a huge role in the success of radio stations and radio networks, and the audio producers behind these shows play a huge role in how those shows occur to the audience. Let's hop into it. Darcy Milne's worked at Today FM in Sydney, 92.9 in Perth, and now, as I said, for Kate, Tim and Marty, National Drive Show at Nova. We start things off by talking about what it's like to work on a show like this. It's definitely a fun show. The workload's huge. There's no getting past that. But at the same time, you're peaking, <laughs> you know? Like, I wake yeah. up and I go, I can't believe I get to do this, let alone someone's going to pay me to do this. Um, Tell me about some of the highs. Um, there was a moment where, like, Taylor Swift needed to borrow my phone to make a call for whatever reason, or you're just chatting to... Hang on. Uh, <laughs> Hang on. Let's take it back. back what do you mean it. Taylor Swift needed your phone? Where were you? Where were you? Detailed. We were doing... It was Jules, Merrick and Sophie with Mel B at the time. We were recording an interview with Taylor Swift. We're at their, like, music labels recording space, and all of a sudden... I don't know how this even happens, but the PA co- comes over to us as we're setting up to record and they're like, does anyone have a phone we can borrow? And I was like, oh, yeah, I've got a phone. Here we go. And then suddenly Taylor Swift's making a call off that phone. And I'm an idiot, Dom. I didn't even check the number. Like, I wish I, like, <laughs> who is she calling from a burn phone? <laughs> you know, essentially. Yeah, that's right. Um, so th- those are like, <laughs> that's just one of the crazy moments. Then there's a real deep highs you have when you create something special. You you go the extra mile and that's received by people. Um, those are, whilst celebrities and is a, is a cool part of the job, um, the deeper high is creating and knowing you're contributing to something special. You know, you're creating magic each day. That's how my my lovely wife puts it. She goes, go to work and just make some magic and and kind of come home. And um, that's the deep highs of it, Mm. I think. And so what does a typical day look like for you? What kind of hours do you keep in the studio? So it's definitely varies day to day, but usually for the first part of my week, um, I'll get in and there's a bunch to run through. So look, I've got my daily checklist in front of me. You'll load some credits. Um, Kate Tomato is kind of dynamic in that I like to change the top of hours and the beds for the the two, four, four p.m. and five p.m. top of hours each day. Are you ready? ready, ready. Here in 
stereo. We're making radio, mate. Kate, Tim and Marty. It's 4.02 and 59 seconds. Good story. Good story, bud. <laughs> Driving you home. Hello. On Nova. And reflect either something we've talked about on the show before or another funny little thing or if it's the Royals, we'll put a Royal grab in there. Then we've got like outer breaks and then there's show production. So that's all from about 12 p.m. till 2 p.m. 2 p.m. I'll get a list uh, and we check audio at 3.30 before the show. I check that with Tim, get that ready for him. Uh, me and Tim, so Tim's uh, the panel op of the show. He's definitely more than that, but he's also Australia's best panel op. He knows how to craft sound in a way that kind of I haven't seen from anyone else. Um, and we work closely, so I'll team up on all the audio things and... The team's really open, so if I have an idea or I think they've missed something, I contribute to that. And so come 3.30, I'll brief him on that. Um, then I'll make any changes. The show kicks off at 4. And another thing that is a bit different to the other shows I've worked on is uh, I roll on the show live. So I'm re- recording it into Pro Tools. Um, and what that gives you an opportunity to do is... Um, capture funny little bits so for example one of the pieces i sent you is kate making this cockatoo impression i've seen cockies eat whole dicks not whole dicks they're weird little manky mouths and yeah. they're strange yeah. tongues. funny little Ooh. rough tongues i don't get them i don't understand them and mm. i'm kind of rolling on the show and i heard that and no one else hears that and i go oh that wouldn't that be funny isolated and that's where it starts from and then I chuck that up on Tim's wall and I can kind of intercom him while he's on air and then he plays that and it turns into something bigger in that instance. Let's talk about big cockies. That is Kate's impression of a cocky. <laughs> no, that is not an impression of a cocky. Is that how you when you <laughs> see a big cocky? <laughs> oh, Darcy, for goodness sake. Then 10 minutes later, I've turned that into a, like a ringtone that we've created for the listeners. Darcy has made this. Um, and then at the end of the day, that will become the, like the daily promo. Kate, Tim and Marty. Let's talk about big cockies. Is that his case? Impression of a cocky? No, that is not an impression of a cocky. Is that how you actually see a big cocky? That is not me doing an impression of a cocky. That is me doing an impression of a cocky's tongue. It's got a touch of the Paul Hogan's neck about it. It sure does. Real gobbler. To our birds having a chat. Tim and Marty driving you home on Nova. And how much creative license do you have? So, like with the promos, do you get them checked off by anybody, or do you have a lot of autonomy in that space? It's pretty amazing. So, I think anyone can achieve this, whatever role you're in. Um, I've we've worked to a point now where they just have complete trust in me, which is great. Great and scary because it's complete trust to do whatever you you want to do, but and then you're just left with, well, what do I want to do? You know, um, <laughs> yeah. promos I'll run past. We've got a great EP, so I'll definitely keep someone across it. Um, but often I kind of will go to them and say, look, I think this is the funniest piece. Uh, this is why, and and here's some other options if you kind of disagree. That tends to be how it happens with the jingles um, or any kind of 
other stuff that stems outside the daily promos, they will just say, go create something. Here's the title of it. If I get that, I'm lucky. Uh, Kate's Corner was a segment idea they had and they kind of go away and say, just make something for that. And so I'll sit down and go, okay, well, what can I do? And um, get out my little notepad and, and write a little jingle and um, jump onto Rhyme Zone and, and make it rhyme and then find a bed and then um, track down a singer and get them in. And, and then they'll play that back without listening to it on air the next day. That's kind of the dynamic. I can't wait to hear Darcy's interpretation of Kate's Corner. Welcome to Kate's Corner. She's more than a performer. Her <laughs> friends are here and teasing Kate's Corner. Her friends are near it. and tea is here. Kate's <laughs> Corner. Corner. What's that again? It's time for yeah. Kate's Corner. One more time. Her friends are near. The time is here. Kate's Corner. It's making me, it's making me so it. angry. It's making you want to do it. That's how good, good the opener is. Why do they do that without listening to it? I think they love the surprise element of it. Um, yeah. Then they can kind of react Just capturing to that it. naturally on the air? Yeah, capturing that naturally. Sometimes Tim will hear it before it airs, but often um, it will be kind of presenting it to the group. The fun thing about this show is that everything is really open and honest with the listener. So if a sheet's wrong, the guys will go, on air, why is this sheet wrong? Or um, if a caller's bad, they'll fade them down as the caller's speaking and be like, that was awful. And in the same way, if a production's good or bad, they want to be able to react to that in a really natural way. And it creates, I mean, that creates... Uh, definitely a level of anxiety because you want them to react to that well. Um, once you take the ego out of it, it's such a more fun, playful space because you're less concerned about uh, what are they thinking of me as a producer and more what am I contributing to this break, whether that looks good on you or not. I love your show production. You were saying before you'll update the top of hours every day. So how do you approach the sound of the show? You even themed it for London, you know? Yeah. Ooh, knock off time. Five days until the royal wedding. Really excited. 20 seconds until the official Kate, Tim and Marty transmission continues. Connecting to London now. Yeah. This is Kate, Tim and Marty's show from the palace on Nova. The way I see my job is um, how can I add something to this, you know? How you define your role will really uh, define the joy or not joy you find in that position. And for me, I've defined this role of if there's an opportunity to add something, I'm going to put my hand up and add it. The sound of Kate Tamari is um, a lot more, I don't want to say alternative, but the music reflected in the production might not be the music we play between the breaks, if that makes sense. So there's already a point of difference. And then from that show opener perspective, I one of the things I pride myself on is keeping like the most incredible archive of th- things they say on air. So um, that's something I do when I record the show in. I've got Kate saying, singing, humming, 
everything you can imagine. I've got Tim saying happy Tuesday and um, and so I can look at that folder right now as we sit in the studio and go, okay, show grabs 2018. So there's like a thousand in there already. And it's just, mm. it could be anything. Like I said, it could be them saying Tuesday or Kate singing or um, a variety of things. Uh, but it just sits in, in one folder. You want to have be able to access anything you need within 60 seconds or know where to get that from. Mm. Um, practically, Especially in a live show environment, 60 seconds is a long time. Long time, you know, almost you've missed the moment if it's already been 60 seconds. You want to know your sources for everything else too. So, okay, where are you going to get funny music from? Uh, I use a beatbox drive, which is a music drive. Okay, what if I need a grab of someone saying something? And this is gold. There's a website called getyarn.io and you can type in any phrase or anything you need and it comes up. Um, not only does it save you time, but it also gives you space to create create the magic. Yeah, and being able to access this stuff, as you said, really quickly is key. So there's all this sort of quirky stuff that you get to do, but then also you can do that really hot beat mixing for, say, like, uh, you know, the Uber Eats promotion. Uber Beats. Do you miss doing more of that kind of hot station beat mixing or you you like the balance? I love the balance. I'm in a place at the moment where uh, if you haven't learnt comedic production, it's a whole different beast. And don't get me wrong, I love being on a grid. I think it adds a lot, especially with radio stations, because we're making music and we're selling music. So to be able to manipulate that in a way that's cool um, and song-like, amazing. But then comedic timing is a whole different beast of on its own where you have to pay tribute to the nuance of it and the timing's really important and um, putting the music here as opposed to here has a different effect and um, really practically dropping the music before that joke hits, which just sounds so simple, but you do it and you're like, oh my goodness, that takes it to a whole different level. And talking about the different hats that you have to wear, there's the comedy... Sometimes you get to do the beat mix stuff yeah. or a million dollar giveaway. Oh my god! One moment. <laughs> this is it. Could lead to you can only pick one. One million dollars. I'm a million dollars, make your wishes come true. It's Kate Tim and Marty's. Snatch the camel off the camel carousel. Million dollar camel snatch. If we give a million bucks away, that'll do me. One million dollars. Huge. Register online now. NovaFM.com.au. I love that promo. I really, like, really stoked with how that came out. I. That's a great promo, brother. Thank you. Thanks, Dom. I sat down. Uh, I did sit down the day before to write it and then I gave myself a few hours the next day to build it. And, yeah, writing, I, I think writing's a whole other beast. So I do all the writing for Kate Tumati and I think it's very easy to, like, overthink that process or think you need to light the candles in the studio and wait for creativity to, <laughs> to hit you, which, I don't know, maybe works for some people. 
for me, any minute, any minute, <laughs> any minute. For me, uh, I approach creativity as um, something that is different and something that can be felt, something that's going to resonate. So, if you start there and then ask yourself that question, well, how can I do something different? Um, you'll quickly find yourself thinking, well, what about that? Or how would that sound? And um, I guess the added layer to that is realising what resonates with people is that feeling. If you can create that feeling, you're tapping into something in their day um, that's not noise or wallpaper. Listen to my show. Listen to my show. and Now with even more better. <laughs> Yeah, added better. And you're like, this show's been going for four years. How better can it be? <laughs> you know? Yeah, much, much better. That's what I love about Catch and Marty, where we just let the audience make up their own mind but give them a reason to listen. And they'll listen. They'll keep coming back. And, um, yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. I heard a great daily promo of yours recently uh, where it was, I think you wrote around it. It was, it had like the Nova VO saying something like um, a reminder when you're calling um, <laughs> Kate, Tim and Marty to have the right attitude. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a reminder when you call the show. Tone is everything. Sam. Hello. How are you? Oh, sorry, have we interrupted something important? <laughs> You've got your police informer voice on. Sergeant Sam's on the line. <laughs> Sam's here. How can we assist you? Kate Tim and Marty on Nova. Talk me through that because I actually laughed out loud when I heard that. I thought that was outstanding. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. That's the goal. Um, I think that was just stemmed from a, a funny caller who called up and just didn't get it. She wasn't, like... She was so funny, wasn't she? <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know the show, you have about 15 seconds to get your story out from start to finish. And past that point, they would just ridicule you and pull that fader down. And this lady just didn't get it. And it was hilarious. And if it's funny in the moment, like if you're sitting there and it's funny in the moment, you go... Well, that's going to be funny tomorrow or this going to be funny for the person sitting in traffic and they have a little bit of production play at 4.40. I just thought of it as a public service announcement, um, <laughs> a reminder, a warning to everyone else uh, calling the show, don't be like this lady. And it's as simple as that and it's I think it's like 25 seconds and uh, then we move on with the rest of the radio show. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of promos, whether they be show promos, tactic promos, any kind of promo, I feel like a lot of them go over listeners' heads anyway. Sure, yeah. So what's the worst that's <laughs> going to happen? You're going to have a creative idea and someone will go, oh, that, that'll just go over their head. And it's like, well, it's probably going to go over their head anyway, to be fair. Someone somewhere is going to find that funny. <laughs> you know, Eurovision's just been on. It was, you know, it's always... Eurovision is funny. Oh, my right? goodness. So Jess Mowboy, and for the international listeners, Jess Mowboy is a big Australian sort of... She's become a bit of an iconic singer. So talk me through this promo. Hey, it's Jess Mowboy. I'm Eurovision ready after Kate reminded me how important pitch... Take me to church. <laughs> Timing. Falling to pieces. <laughs> and self-confidence really is. I can actually sing in tune. I have run away with you. Thanks for the tips and thanks for driving me home, Kate, Tim and Marty, weekdays from four on Nova. Did you write those lines for her? Yeah, so I thought, like, what if it was Kate had educated her but 
that simple comedy technique of it's the opposite. Kate's taught her all the bad things to do, you know, and then you just break that down. Of, well, what is a singing lesson? And I suppose you, you are working on tone and pitch and melody and uh, you throw all of that together and suddenly... And it's a simple promo. Like, the thing I love about that is production-wise... Um, that is one bed all the way through, which I'm totally okay with as long as your content's singing. Um, yeah, and, and the end result of that, I was pretty happy with. Yeah, that's awesome. So, for anyone listening who feels like their show production is generic and bland uh, and here we go, name of show. Sure, yeah. Station FM, you know. What's your advice to them? If you were branding a show from scratch, mm-hmm. how would you do it? What kind of things would be going through your head as you came up with the sound? Sure. Uh, great question. Big question, but great question. Um, you have to know, and the, the great thing about this is we can all work this out. So you sit down and you say, what's unique to this show? What do they do really well? And can I celebrate that in an opener? So... Um, Something that just organically happened on the Kate Marty was them saying it's 4.02 and 59 seconds because that's what time the show starts. And then listeners picked up on that. And then I go, well, let's build that into the show opener. That's just part of the show. So find like what's unique to your show and celebrate that in the production and then build upon that. So in that example, then I got a voiceover they loved in um, and they voiced a bit of the show opener. Monday. TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Let's get ready for Kate, Tim and Marty. Kate, Tim and Marty on Nova. Thank God it's Monday. Yeah, it is so good to be back live. That is the Isn't actual it? let's oh. get ready to rumble guy. Is, is it? it? Really? Yeah. How did we get him? And then bringing in your bed. So for me, I'd bring in beds that are like quirky to Kate Tim and Marty. They're not generic dance beds. They fit a flavour. Work out the flavour and get some beds for that. And then you need your drops. All of us need our drops where we go, hey, turn it up. Woo. You need a bit of that. But combining all of that together. Yeah. Great. I'll use that one. I've never known where we're going. Do you know where we're going? (laughs) I don't know where we're going. I'm always... Where are we going? I'm sick of people oh. telling me to say woo. I just like <laughs> it's really Turn specifically. It Turn it up. <laughs> um, yeah, combine your work parts in that way. I don't know if I, I want it to be really practical. Um, work out what you can contribute to it. So can you organise a voice? Okay, the guys are going to London. This is an example from last week. They're going to London. Oh, I'm going to jump on Fiverr. Because I know we've got budget things, which we all have. Small budget, by the sounds of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Me and the big budget. (laughs) Mate, uh, but, like, there's this amazing middle market of people who have a really great recording setup from home. And that was where I got the show voice for for Catch and Marty live from London, you know, and they loved it. Fiverr. Fiverr. Amazing. Yeah, there's your hot tip. So there you go. It doesn't have to be, you know, I think a lot of people would be sitting there going, oh, it's all right for, you know, these big networks and mm-hmm. big shows. But uh, it actually doesn't It doesn't require a big checkbook. None of the things that no. actually you've mentioned require money. No, absolutely not. And, again, I love that we have – we are all on the same page with that and it's not a me and them and all 
we're actually all just on the same page. I think the struggle is when you're in an environment where you think you can't creatively contribute to something, that can be a really tough headspace to be in. Um, it's just turning that around and saying, oh, I'm going to find a way to do something different. I'm going to find a way where I can contribute. I'm going to surprise them. Um, I'm going to be open to the idea that they might not love something and that's okay. And if you can mm. go in with it, then that is where you open your doors and you, you try that. That doesn't work. Okay, let's move on from there. How do you take feedback best if uh, you set me something, say, pure example's sake, you send me a promo and I think that the end of it's great but the, the first half and the build-up is just too noisy. How would you want me to tell that to you? That is the greatest question, Dom. That is the greatest question and it's one where I think validation... I think as people on a really human level, we all just want validation. It doesn't matter if you're in radio production or audio production, whatever you're doing. You want a certain level of validation that, hey, that time and effort and energy you gave up for this company or this show and creating that, like, well done on doing that. And yeah, it's our job, but it's also, it's our time. So an element of, like, validation where you go, hey, I love this, I, I think that has to be in there. And then in terms of critique, um, and this is like, this is particularly something I'm working at now because I've stepped into a new role of like producer uh, development manager where I'm working with young talent within the Nova group. And so you have to know that person to know how they're going to receive something so you can position it well. But overall, I'd want that, a little bit of validation and then why you think something's different not just change this change that change that because that quickly turns into a a dismissive list of they're not considering what I've tried to do here they just are trying to stamp their own authority on this I'm losing my mind because this is now a day in day out thing it's a very real thing that can happen and I'm sure a lot of people listening to that experience that on a daily level but the other thing with that is educating. So, like, this is a real example. I'm the first to say to my immediate team, I'm in this production booth and it's at times really isolating. So while you're in an office all together, I'm here just working hard. And so if I come out or I play something and you don't love... Not, not so much production, it can even just be... Um, just general feedback, I'm so receptive to that. And now they now they know that, now they've educated how I'm receiving feedback or things they're saying and they know how to position it, I feel way better about my workplace. And you've got to like mm. be uncomfortable for a moment, for a day, for a week and educate whoever you're dealing with that's not an uncomfort uncomfortable encounter and say... This is the actually the best way I receive feedback. If we can look at doing that, awesome. And for them, for your PD, for your boss, for whoever you're getting feedback from, it's a win from them because chances are they've been trying to work that out. <laughs> you know, chances are they they want to do that naturally. How do we give Darcy feedback? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they, everyone wants everyone to be happy and feel comfortable in the workspace, so... How important do you think personal brand is in this industry? Yeah, really important. It's something 
they tried to teach me early on and I didn't get it. I'm a pretty... I don't know, production... Uh, it's a stereotype, but I'm the stereotypical production guy where I love being able to be part of a show but from a distance. From a relative distance, you know? I've got my booth and it's soundproof and I'm not dealing with a whole bunch of meetings. Um, but that comes with the downside that unless you make yourself known to people, people aren't going to know what you're doing. And especially especially if you're making creative stuff, that deserves to be celebrated. And then from an outside, in terms of building a career, I think it's also really important to be networking and um, to not be scared of what's this person going to say if I email them. That's how I got into Today FM building because... I emailed Saidi, who was and still is like this god to me. I was like, could I do work experience? And he was like, yeah, you can. And I came in for a week and then suddenly I've got a business card and like it just all builds from there. So um, that was probably the third business card Saidi had ever given me. <laughs> I don't know why we all have business cards. Yep. <laughs> I've got about 1,500 on my desk. If anybody wants one, just go and take oh, one, please. Oh my gosh, I just keep giving them I, I don't know if it's a taxing like or they just have to do it <laughs> so many business cards i'm interested to hear what you think though dom about personal branding like how do you approach that i think personal branding is important not as in um you know a dom evans production <laughs> but like um <laughs> more just like when i suppose for me uh and something my mentors instilled in me from early on is personal brand in re in really simple terms. It's when you walk out of the room, what people say about you. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Well, wow. wow. You're in there. You're saying whatever you're saying. Everyone's nodding. Yeah. Great, mate. Yep. Yep. You walk out. If they all roll their eyes and go, oh, that guy. Yeah. Wow. That guy. Or if they go, oh, he's just so easy to work with. He always gets it. He gets it, doesn't he? That's for me. That's personal brand. Yeah, wow. And I think something else that contributes to that is that's not just about your production. That's about how you're interacting with people. And it doesn't matter totally. if you spent four, four hours on a montage, but you've been so engrossed in it that you haven't been aware to the fact that you're being really short with people or you're not just giving them a general level of respect and you just like writing it off to I'm in a creative zone like no that doesn't fly and you're right when people walk out often <laughs> I'm in <my> zone <laughs> yeah still yeah, in the zone we're all in our zone mate the candles are bloody lit still you know <laughs> <laughs> the candles have melted onto the table <laughs> I've certainly learnt that in the last couple of years where um, you get the best from your team when you give them like over deliver in the respect area over delivering your communication and then production gets to be good production because you're doing all of those things and they're not stressed out about that yeah i actually i agree with that and i think yeah personal brand it's almost got almost nothing to do with your technical or production yeah. <laughs> ability i think it's so much more about just you as a person passion to passion will make up for uh like not having the technical experience i've got an intern with me who's been here for almost two years um and he, two years give him a job mate Bloody i know he, it's, it's freaky actually he's like he's just about to finish up school so um it's funny how the world works but he's just so passionate 
And I say, Chris, come in anytime and I'll teach you all of it because the passion's there. And it was the same I found with Konsky where here's this kid who, and I have to send it to you, it was just the, I made this dorky narrated demo, production demo to get the job at Today FM. In a production studio not too far away, there's one audio producer waiting for his chance to take on the world. Mom, get out. Darcy Milne. For everything audio, he's your guy. He is Darcy Milne. That's all, folks. Yeah. Um, Awesome, man. No, look, you have a great head on your shoulders. You've come so far. And I feel like the greatest gift you've gained from radio is probably your wife. Oh, my goodness. Dom, you've got to play. (laughs) You've got to play my date audio here. Because it's the craziest thing. Are you throwing to your own audio? No, you are. I think yeah. you heard the right to do can that. Can I now. do that? <laughs> you can, First you can do that. You just did. I didn't do anything. My hands are tied. It just happened. It's the magic of production. Get up with Dan and Maz in the morning. Dan, we got the girls of Sydney together to check out the local babes in our Babe Watch tour. And the person capturing all of that audio is our audio boy, Darcy. On one of the scorecards, there was a note saying, Darcy, call me. And a number. Oh, no way. We don't actually know which Babe Watcher we have have on the line right now. Were we sitting together at lunch? Oh, yes, we were. That narrows it down to two people. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. Is it the nutritionist? Oh, no. No. No, No, well, you're pretty good too. (laughs) Are you still willing to maybe just catch up? Yeah, no, I'm keen. Mum would be so proud. (laughs) (laughs) Find out how the date goes Monday. It was incredible. Shout out to my lovely wife, Emily Milne. Um, She just listened to the show, came on this listener event, left her number for me, which is ballsy, uh, but didn't know how radio worked because we then made it like this live on air, calling her back and then went on this like radio date. But then I called my mum... It sounds so lame, but I am such a romantic. I called my mum uh, after the date and I was like, this is the one. I was like, I'm going to marry this woman. And uh, we just celebrated a year together, a year married. Congratulations, <laughs> man. Thanks, Dom. It's, um, yeah, radio has been a real home to me. I've really grown up in it. I found my wife and uh, people like you, like, we. I would have met you, Dom, when... Was like, what, 17, doing voice sessions? Yep. I remember when you were hired at Two Day. Crazy. Isn't it crazy? (laughs) It is crazy, this journey that we're on. Man, you're killing it. I love your show production. Um, Kate, Tim and Marty sounds fantastic for a whole bunch of reasons, but in no small part due to the fantastic imaging. So congratulations on an awesome career so far. And, man, at 24, you are only just getting started. You've got a wife. The best is yet to come, brother. I wish you all the best with it. What a wrap-up. Thank you, Dom. And, mate, this podcast, I was saying before it started, it's what I drive home to. So I create the drive show and then I drive home to this. So, mate, thank you for putting this out. I'm happy to be sloppy seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Thank you, Darcy. 
I really appreciate that. There's certainly a lot to learn in there. Darcy's got a great attitude and a very solid skill set. If you're working on show production or you're dealing with someone who's working on show production, don't ever underestimate the value that that person or yourself bring to that show. Very important. The people behind the shows are just as important as the people behind the sounds of the station, in my opinion. So that's great. Thank you, Darcy. Now, Show at gmail.com if you want to get in contact. I'm at DomEvansAU on Twitter. And next week, I've got an international guest with so much experience. I kind of just want to publish it now, but I haven't edited it yet. <laughs> and I've also signed up for the uh, once a week thing. So super excited to bring you that. Please subscribe so you don't miss that. I really look forward to sharing it with you. Thanks for listening. I'll see you then.